Ladies and gentlemen, we interrupt our program of dance music to bring you a special bulletin from the Intercontinental Radio News. It's time for a peculiar podcast. In your wildest dreams, you could not imagine the marvelous surprises that await you. Hosted by Pat Cashman. He had a fiery quality on the stage and off the stage, and he was gorgeous to look at. And back by his side, Lisa Foster. She has tattoos, she's cool. She's dangerous. Broadcasters turned rogue podcasters. It's <laughs> just a real nice surprise. They're back and on demand. Just press the button. See, you're on. Ready or not, it's Pat and Lisa. Some people without brains do an awful lot of talking, don't they? Yes, I guess you're right. <laughs> Quiet, numbskulls, I'm broadcasting. Yeehaw! Can you dig it? Yeah, yeah, I can dig it, yeah. All right, so as we record this, it's still during the holidays, so I guess i got to start with some sort of holiday music. Yeah, don't Uh, worry, uh, it'll be over soon. I know you really are sick of holiday songs, but it'll be over soon. Now, you're making me sound like I'm uh, an old... Skin flinty Scrooge I'm, type, and no, I'm not. No, I'm with you. I get sick of it too. I'm, I mean, any anything you have too much of, I I could get sick of cheesecake if I eat too much of it. I mean that. Right. So enough yeah. already. You know? Yeah, yeah. You don't uh, have to defend it. It's perfectly normal. I mean, I'm kind of. Uh, in fact, with the day after Christmas, I am ready to put all the Christmas decorations away. It's done. It's over. Let's get this done. And people who leave their decorations up outside. Uh, yeah, we we talk up, about that. Drives no, me nuts. No, there needs, and I hope in this new Trump administration that he'll address <laughs> things like that. Actually, set a time, make it an official <laughs> government policy that you have to have stuff down by. You name the date; it yeah. can be March even, mm-hmm. but there has to be a specific right. time. Or you'll be deported. Or, or you'll yeah. be deported. Right, yeah. exactly. Tossed, tossed over the wall. Right. All was just a brick in the wall. Um, but. I've been to your house many times during the holidays. Uh, sometimes you weren't even there. And <laughs> what I've noticed about you is that you don't put any external Christmas decor up. And part of it, I guess, is maybe where your house is situated. You're off the road. Who's going to see it? No, that's uh, not it at all. That's not why you, at yes, all. Yes, ma'am. That's okay. not why at all. Okay, well, you tell me why. Well, because I mean, it's too hard. I'm an, I can't. I'm not going to get up on a ladder, but I used to put lights on my house and along the fence and oh, you did all that stuff out. And now it's like, nah. I put a wreath on the door and I call it good. But mm. yeah, I don't put all the, you know, inflatable. I hate those inflatable things anyway. Don't you hate those things? Um, well, it's not that I hate them. I just think they're really stupid. They're stupid, uh, and I just want to pop them, and I don't know what what that's about. And I also it's think vandalism. It's, that's what that's about. I think it's, it's hilarious. A crime. That's what it's about. I, I think it's hilarious when you drive by someone's house and their their Santa is just deflated into a big flat puddle on the on the lawn. I don't know why that makes me laugh. It just It's like he just got too tired and he just decided to lay down. We have one of those. We have one of those giant inflatable Santas. You, at least you I think do? Yeah, why? I don't know how we got it years ago. But it's a, it's a huge, gigantic, lumbering, billowing <laughs> albatross that we have carried around. And I think I got rid of it. I can't remember for sure. I'll have to go check. But the reason we, we used it for years and years was because we wanted to torment our neighbor. Uh, nearby. Okay, that would be the only good reason to have yeah, one. They leave town. They leave town every so often, and so we sneak down to their house and put it up in their yard somewhere. More <laughs> lately, we've been putting it down in their backyard where they don't see it when they first get home. Uh, two years ago, we actually put it up in their bedroom, so it was it couldn't even stand fully erect. It was kind of hunched over, but it was it was full. Of that's the, awesome. Of air. And that's so very funny. Was, they could barely get in the door. Oh, the, very but funny. But that to me is the only good reason to have one. They're, they're, it, I don't know. They're just, uh, they're, they're cheesy. Yeah. And they're, and it seems to me they're getting bigger now. Mm-hmm. Okay. Everybody's got one in certain neighborhoods. Everybody's got one. Yeah. So 
how do you top that? You make yours bigger than everybody else's. I guess. I don't and know. I've, I've driven by. They look like three, four-story buildings you're driving by. Yeah. I know. And they're cheap. They're relatively cheap. They like are? Like you go to Lowe's or something like that, you get something that's about 54,000 square feet, costs you about $160. So who's not going to go for that if how you're into you, that? How do you blow it up? Uh, you get uh, three guys uh, from uh, like a high school kids, and you pay them ten bucks an hour. No, well, I mean, they many of these things come with oh, with the automatic blow. Yeah, you thingy. plug it in, and it, yeah, but it's a, it. like a mini compressor that fills. Oh, okay, got yeah. it. Yeah. I hate those things. They're yeah. dumb. They're dumb. Yeah, they're dumb. But it's America. I wonder well, if you. I, know. I wonder if you drove down a street in Hamburg, Germany, if you'd. In a neighborhood, you'd see those things. It, they seem to me uniquely American. Yeah. Even just... while we look down our nose at some other countries and customs where things seem garish or uh, over the top to us, like, uh, you know, Mexico or South American countries with all of their pageantry and, and bright colors and all of that. And we, you know, that's just so droll, so so showy. Ooh, mm -hmm. we hate And then we'll put up these gigantic... Goofy Christmas things. Oh, except for that. Right. But otherwise, we Jews. Yeah, right. In this world, and you and I talk about this, where, like for you, for Christmas, you don't go out to the brick-and-mortar stores. You just don't do it. You don't want to battle with the crowds. You don't want to have to put on a, a dress. Pants. A dress. Do your hair to go out. You can do it all from your house now, thanks to things like Amazon and other companies. Have you Everybody's ever seen online. me in a dress? Gosh, you, you, the first time I saw you, you were in a dress. No, I was no. not. I don't even well, think I have a dress. No, it wasn't a dress, but it was dressy. It, oh. it, you had a you had a one piece thing on, that was one of those. Um, How do you remember this stuff? This that was I just like, I, because it's the first time I saw you. It was like twenty five years ago. Yeah, yeah, but it wasn't a dress. But it was one of those things. Was I want to call them pedal pushers? But it wasn't that. But it was a one piece thing, where the the pants part of it came up like mid calf or below your knee. So it was it looked for all the world like a dress, even oh. though it wasn't. I I. Yeah. Bet I can't fit into that anymore, but I don't. Funny. You probably wouldn't have it, but it was kind of red and white, candy stripey look sort of thing. Do you that remember sounds, anything like that? No, it sounds horrible. Why would I? <laughs> it sounds like a but horrible it, but, outfit. But when did we meet? Mid-90s? It was, it was uh, probably Dave Rigur back then. Oh, uh, all right. Anyway, I thought, you, I thought it was cute. Good. So anyway, so you're right. I don't. I, I do go occasionally. I'll go out to stores. But I don't really like like if I've got to go to Fred Meyer to pick up my thyroid prescription, I'll grab a cart and just kind of go grab a few things there. But I'm not a get. I've got to go out and spend all weekend Christmas shopping. I do most of it online. It's just it's it's whole, it's so convenient. Yeah, it, is. it really is. It's amazing too. Although free shipping's not really free shipping. It's all added in there. But you know, yeah. it's yeah. just a marketing ploy to get you to buy it. So. I those so I can sing, hallelujah, I'm free, I'm free, I'm free, I'm free, I'm free. Yeah, I know. Uh, the reason I brought, brought the whole thing up is because one could argue that at least with brick and mortar stores, you're dealing with real humans. Um, I, I do some work for a small town uh, home fix-up stores, mm -hmm. and you would think their direct competitors would be uh, Home Depot and Lowe's and, and big stores like that. But in mm -hmm. fact, uh, Home Depot and Lowe's, uh, they're, they're, they battle it out between themselves, but they don't, Lowe's doesn't, isn't scared of Home Depot and Home Depot is not afraid of Lowe's. They're afraid of those little guys, like I was talking about, that are hometown versions of those big box stores. Yeah, the local because, hardware guys. Store yeah, because guy. when you go in there, they'll say, hey, Lisa, yeah. How, yeah. how are your two dogs doing? Hey, yeah. good to see you. How's so, that plumbing project coming along? Yeah, yeah. They, they, they they care about you, not in an artificial way, but because you go there a lot, they really do know you. You're, 
you know, you're members of the same swim team or whatever. So, yeah. So I think that's the biggest advantage for the brick and, and mortar stores. And now I see, and maybe this is maybe not a, a mind-boggling observation, but uh, I'm seeing a little bit of this starting to happen online now with 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 businesses, so that they will have it both ways. They will be online, but they will appear to be friendly, uh, mm-hmm. appear to be your buddies, mm-hmm. even though you've never. It's a it's something you a person or a robot or whatever that you've never actually met. Mm-hmm. They want to create that. That human touch. That relationship. Exactly. Yeah. Like George yeah. Burns said, sincerity. If you can fake that, you got it made. Right. So the reason I brought this all up is because there's a company, and I'm going to go ahead and tell you the name of it. It's called Cellular Outfitters. Somebody turned me on to it. If you want to buy like a cover for your cell phone or you want to buy uh, the you know earbuds for uh, your, your phone, anything to do with your phone's they outfit cellular phones, mm-hmm. uh, smartphones, uh, Android, you name it. It's called Cellular Outfitters. So, And I ordered a, a cover for my, my phone, and it was pretty cheap. It's a pretty good deal. Mm-hmm. And, well, ever since I made that that single purchase, by the way, mm-hmm. uh, they uh, have inundated me with emails. Marketing, marketing, marketing emails. Stuff, which most people would say, well, why don't you just eliminate it, block that stuff? It doesn't matter to me that much. What has happened now, though, with this company is that they've gotten super personal. And uh, I, I have feel like I have found a new friend or perhaps he found me. And so here, here's the email. Here's how it kind of goes. Uh, the, this new friend is named Cody. I don't even know his last name. He knows my full name. And so I get this email from him, and I ordered a product, and that's why he's been staying in touch. The email, and I'm reading this verbatim. Hey, Patrick, Cody from Cellular Outfitters here again. How have you been? I'm thinking, well, oh, that's a pretty personal <laughs> opening. He's asking about me. That's uh-huh. And then he continues. It's been quite the busy few weeks over here. So hectic. I haven't even had the chance to really catch my breath. Uh, I'm devastated <laughs> that I had to put my trip to your hometown, Bend, Oregon, on hold. Oh, no, you're kidding me. Yeah, this is in the email. Wow. Because this is probably all in my initial Of course, it's, auto- it's automated, but yeah. how ballsy is that? So this He's, guy apparently never is, is planning to... to drop by and visit <laughs> me in person. Now, what company does that? That's pretty cool. Wow. My my closest childhood friend never comes to visit me. The relatives never come. But, but this guy, Cody... Is even What's devastated that? that he had to cancel on me. That's the that's a real friend right there. <laughs> so uh-huh. here's, his, here's his email continuing, and I'm not making this up. This is a real email. He said, "I'm sitting here on my 10 minute break," and this email came to me on a Saturday night. Oh by the way. my god! So, that guy does nothing but work. He says, "I'm sitting here on my 10 minute break, eating some cornflakes," and then he says. Which is the best cereal ever, by the way. <laughs> oh, my God. This I is also, insane. This is real now. I also figure, Pat, that if I'm going to be productive on my break, I better be doing something that I really love doing. And then I thought, hey, it's been a while since I talked to Patrick. Oh, my God. So the very idea that a busy guy like Cody is thinking about me in the middle of his breakfast, I mean, that feels pretty good. Uh, I got a previous email from him where he was doing some corned beef hash, I think, and then there was waffles <laughs> on one. But the point is, he seems to always, I always seem to he's, be his, Yeah, he's yeah. thinking about you a lot. Yeah, isn't, that, makes me, that makes me feel pretty good. Then he yeah. continues, quote, we just got some great new stuff in stock here today, and I immediately thought, hey, I've got to tell Patrick about this right away. Uh-huh. And again... The guy's never thinking about himself. He's right. thinking about me. You. Yeah. Friendship special. And here's the here's the remainder of the email. Seriously, Patrick, nothing makes me happier than making your experience as a cellular outfitter friend the best it can be. Here are a few updates I wanted to pass along. One, Are... I've gathered a bunch of my favorite new deals and rounded them up here for your oh. viewing pleasure. Oh. These are flying off the shelves, but don't worry. 
I told our warehouse manager to set three of these on hold for you until oh Monday. Oh, my God. So if you're interested, don't delay, Patrick. Secondly, it is time for another VIP appreciation gift. This time I'm hooking you up with that 40% off your order. 40, and it's in bold, 40% off your order when you purchase at least two items. My boss told me that I have to cut that deal off tonight at midnight, so grab it while you can. Mm-hmm. And the third point he wants to make is, quote, Patrick is awesome. See you next time. <laughs> Signed, Cody. Everything is awesome. Now, what's funny is, it, you, you see right through it, obviously. It's just so blatantly stupid right, and, but, but, and fake. But there are, people, there are people who yeah. eat that crap up yeah. for breakfast, lunch, and dinner. And so it really is quite brilliant marketing. But you're right. Smart people are going to go, yeah, right, you're really thinking about me. Well, I guess it's harmless marketing, too, when, when you get right down to it. I mean, he's not really doing anything untoward. Well, but, and it's not. He's, there's probably nobody there named Cody. I think you should call them up and say you want to talk to your friend Cody. That's what I was going to do. Yes, I, mean, I think it's. Me, I want to talk to Cody, please. Now they must get people doing that. Don't say so Cody. Don't you say think my they have friend. a designated Cody there? Yeah. Say my friend Cody. They're probably going to say he's 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 off today or he's he sick died. today. Cody or, died. Sorry. Or, or he's sorry. on vacation or something. Yeah, then, but you're right. You're right. I need to follow this up with a phone call. Maybe somehow I can manage to do it on one of our coming podcasts. And I want because you I'm to still ask getting him, these emails all the time. This, this I, is not just the one and only. I get them all the time. And I want you to ask him when he is going to replan his trip to Bend so you guys can go get a beer. Yeah, or go get cornflakes together. Something. Because, <laughs> or yeah, I mean, it's just, it It doesn't need to be that detail. I, I, I mean, I, I get what they're doing, but... Wow, they're like laying it on super duper thick to the it's just uh, so oh, insincere. So I insincere. I know. So you hold them to it. Call them on it. Call, you, hold them to it. Yeah. When you he, said yeah, you were coming. When, yeah, when are you coming to Bend? When are you I'll, coming? I'll be there too if you come. Yeah, yeah, yeah. When are you coming? Because we'll do stuff and stuff. Make them regret that they, that you became their friend. You got a friend in me. Cody, you got a friend in me, Cody, when the road looks rough ahead and you're miles and miles from your nice warm bed, you just remember what your old past said, boy, you got a friend in me. Hey, uh, Jack, come in here for a second, would you? <laughs> yeah, what's up? Uh, you know, this idea of yours with the Cody thing. There's one idiot of, of the millions of people we've done this with. There's one idiot in the, the Northwest that's buying this whole thing, and he wants Cody to show up. Oh, uh, well, I'm Cody. Exactly. Here's your bus tickets. Get down there. Well, speaking of the Internet and, and, and the, how it changes every day, um, I know that I, I can sometimes tell when you're out of town and when you're not mm-hmm. by your Facebook activity. When yes. when you're when That's you what don't your have wife, yeah, your wife says that too. She goes, "I always know yeah. when you're in town because you have time to post stuff on Facebook." Yeah, and I and I've got my opinions about Facebook and and other social media like anybody else. Um, and I I'm finding that I think what one of the things people are doing, in addition to reaching out, is they're looking for validation. And I don't know about you, but I see a lot of the most active Facebookers are people, uh, if they're people I knew like in high school, they're people that uh, tend to be folks that you never heard much from Mm -hmm. in high school or in in person. But this is a platform now and a comfortable one where they can, in semi-anonymity, tell the world, Things that they think, what they're eating, mm-hmm. what their what their new dishwasher looks like, and, and and that kind of stuff. Why do you use Facebook? Um, I like to. I I don't know. It's it's interactive for me. I like to know what my friends and family are doing. I like to you know put put opinions out there. Um, I don't use it as much as I used to, um, but I use it a lot for. 
uh, just to find out what's trending. Uh, I gather stuff for us to talk about on the podcast. Um, but yeah, I, I don't, I don't post very much at all. Maybe once a week I'll post. And, and recently it's really just been putting pictures of my puppy up there because I think he's cute. Well, I think that's, those are all valid reasons. Not that you mm-hmm. have to get them my validation. Uh, I now, tend to, uh, the very occasional times I get on Facebook, I tend to see many things that I would like to comment on, but I don't. Unless if it's from somebody that I know directly, I may write them a direct message about yeah. said topic or whatever. Yeah, you but don't, I don't comment put, much. I don't put comments out there of my own for the most part because, first of all, who cares what I think? Uh, in, the, in in some ways, if they did, they could listen to this podcast um, and, and find out. Well, lots but, of people care what you think. I care. I care something that you It have to be something extraordinary for me. To, uh, to get in on and, and comment on. Most of what I put put on, you know, or comment on is just, it's just pretty positive stuff. But a lot of people get embroiled in, you know, especially during the, this election season, they get embroiled in a lot of, of negative um, postings. And I, I have a girlfriend who, she said, I couldn't take it anymore. I just had to quit Facebook. And, uh, and I, I tend to not post, um, I tend not to be mean. However, <laughs> I recently made a post. This is a, couple weeks back that I, I regret because, really? um, yeah, I made a post cause I was upset about something and it's, it's really in the, in the grand scheme of things, not a huge deal. And I, 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 I just posted it. I was in, in that mood that I just wanted to just, just say something. And I'll tell you people who don't even know me started at just piling on wanting to, you know, kill me and my family. And I mean, I it's, ama- it's amazing how it crazy. Yeah, it is really crazy. So, you know, I'll t- yeah, let I'm, me tell I'm, you, I'm uh, going to say that I know that the, the people have write crazy things all the time. Uh, yeah. But I mean, can you imagine what the, what the white house must receive um, moment to moment from, since so many people can do these things in relative anonymity or total anonymity, mm-hmm. uh, the things that people don't feel, um, shy about saying to each other or about other people since they know they don't have to be held accountable for it is astonishing. Well, you're really not anonymous on Facebook. I mean, your name shows up. I have names of all these people, which I will be sharing with you here. Or the name you choose to give yourself. But what the difference is, is you don't even know me. So why make personal comments about me? I'm more than happy to have a constructive argument with someone I don't know, as long as we can stay on topic. But when it degenerates into personal stuff, there's no longer there's no longer a use for it. I don't mind having um, conversations, discussions, um, arguments over points and things. My biggest challenge with people on Facebook is they they always get into personal stuff. And you can't you don't even if you don't know somebody, you really it, it doesn't it doesn't further the conversation. It doesn't further the discussion in any way, shape or form. So now let me share with you what I posted. And before I share with you that, you should probably ask me if I had been drinking. Uh, that would be a waste of time, wouldn't it? <laughs> so the other really important thing to remember is if you're if you're annoyed at something and you've had a couple of glasses of wine and you stay off of Facebook. That's the one takeaway here. I told you about a friend of mine who years ago, and I told you this story before, he uh, he got, well, he did a little drinking, apparently, or something, <laughs> and then for him. was watching late night television in some sort of uh, <laughs> stupor, and then passed out, he says. And then he woke up in the morning, and he found his wallet there and all of his, his, his credit cards uh, spread out on the bed. And he goes, oh, my God, what 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 did I do last night? And then about a week later, two weeks later, uh, a CD set called The Best of Willie Nelson <laughs> arrives at his house. And he said, I don't even like Willie Nelson. On the road again. Just can't wait to get on the road again. The life I love is making music with my friends. 
When you combine the two things, that's why I wish next time around in 2020, that when we have the presidential uh, elections again, the campaign season, I want at least one of the debates to be drunk. I want the <laughs> candidates to come out and be absolutely plastered when they come out <laughs> that to answer would questions. Be Wouldn't that be great? Because awesome. you should, if you want to really know somebody, you want to yeah. know what they're like when they're drunk, yeah. too. that would be fantastic. Candidates need to show us that side of themselves. Even if they don't it, drink, they have to. Like Donald Trump that supposedly doesn't drink, but... For this exercise, I think it would be wonderfully revealing. What if he came out as very erudite, thoughtful, and even sentimental when he was drunk? Exactly. How could that be a bad thing? I um okay. and, and I'm not even going to tell you. I'll tell you what show it was later on. But the show that I that I was watching doesn't is is not relevant here. Um, and I'll tell you what it is later. But it, it was a show that I, I I really like to watch. I rarely get to watch it at um, on the nights that it's happening. I always have to go back. And so this particular night, I was looking forward to the fact that I had nothing going on and I could. Uh, all right, I'm going to order some Chinese food. I'm going to build a fire and I'm going to sit down and watch my show. Okay, so that's the setup there. Now I and have some wine. Okay, not necessarily in that order. So, <laughs> so I did do all that. So the show comes on. We're getting into the. You're just by yourself. Yeah, right? getting into the good part. About 20 minutes in, and the local news station decides to break into the programming to give us an update. Uh, on a story, a very tragic story. This is the tragic story of the Tacoma officer uh, that was shot. And at that time, uh, they had, they, he, he hadn't died at that time, but nobody knew he was in the hospital, but nobody knew what was happening. This entire, uh, preemption really just said that basically they interrupted the show to say, we have no updates. We don't know what's going on, but let us tell you that for five minutes. So that infuriated me infuriated me that they interrupted <clears throat> television for no updates. I don't understand why I, rem- I don't know why new I don't understand why the media does that. I, I, I remember I did a, a series of bits for the show I used to be a part of called Almost Live, a TV sh- sketch show. Mm-hmm. And uh, that was the premise of the bit based on the the stuff that you would see on local news. So every so often during this program Almost Live uh, the host of the show would toss to me out in the field. I'd be out at the at the National Weather Bureau or in Meteorological Society or whatever. And my report was simply that I am standing in front of the machines that indicate there has been no earthquake. I repeat once again, <laughs> right. there is no earthquake. There is no signs that there has been one recently or that there is one coming. Right. And then and back to you. But we kept interrupting yes. the program all night with stuff and like this. And that's exactly what they did with this. And yeah. it just infuriated me because it, it did not make any sense. Again, a tragic story. I wanted to know what the update was. Interrupt when you have something to tell me. Don't interrupt to tell me you have nothing to tell me. So, so you understand my why my frustration, right? Because you get it. Yeah, well, right? it, it it again speaks to this whole business in TV news. I know, uh, particularly where we got to be the first. We right. don't have to be the most right. accurate, but we, we got to be, the, be first. the first. So it infuriated me. So I took another swig of wine and stomped <laughs> over to my computer and slammed myself into my chair and I went online and I posted on this particular news station, I posted this. I said, if you have no updates on the officer shot in Tacoma, do not interrupt regular programming. Put my show back on. And then oh I and then I stomped back to my wine glass. Actually, I brought my wine glass with me. You know, back well, in my King, King 5 TV days, uh, if King for whatever reason, or the network interrupted the uh, the soap operas, uh, the, the phone lines would light up at the front desk and the, they, they'd have to bring another operator in. People get really mad when you interrupt 
their shows. I don't get no. This is different, Pat. I don't get mad if they're updating me with with information that is an actual update. I, I understand what you're saying, but I'm I'm only speaking to the the fact that that is a hot button for for people, regardless of whether I mean legitimately important news stories. It didn't matter in the, uh, what I'm talking about. They would call in and were furious that we had interrupted, you know, whatever well, soap opera. I think what. most people who commented on my post feel that that's where I was coming from. And I want to make it very clear that that is not where I was coming from. That is yeah, you not saying, at all. Don't, inter- that is, don't interrupt my fiction for your fact. That is not at all yeah. where I was coming from, which is why the show I was watching doesn't make any difference. What I was right. trying to speak to was the fact that the media. But what was the show? It, it, the it was Survivor. It's one of the most stunning places in the world. Fiji. Crystal clear water. Diverse and dangerous wildlife. Hundreds of breathtaking islands. This will be the battleground for a survivor culture war. So who cares? Doesn't matter what the show was. The point is that the media interrupted something they didn't need to interrupt. And you could tell they kept trying to grill the police spokesman, spokeswoman. She had nothing to update. It was getting really awkward because she's like, we just, we don't know anything at this time. And she kept repeating herself. And it was, the whole segment was very, anyway. So here's some. What would have been better is just this bulletin that says, hey, a police officer has been shot in Tacoma. We do not know the details right now. But we, when we do, we will. Yeah. We will return. Yeah. And that's it. That's, that's it. all you have to do. That's all you have to do. Seconds. No, they. You t- would have been okay with that. They tried right? to milk it. Well, I don't. You think anybody would? Just sure. yeah, of course. But to milk it for a full five minutes with two anchors sitting behind the anchor desk and cutting to the this live interview with the police spokesman who still didn't have anything, you know. It, it just but they, they kept milking this. it, hoping. I've I think, been around I enough think TV they, news. I think they were. I'm sorry. No, I'm just yeah, saying. I think they were hoping something was going to break while they were on, and nothing. You know, right. get on the TV when something does break. Get on the I TV. Get exactly then. Exactly what you're saying. Here's the mentality in a TV newsroom. They're thinking, okay, uh, we've got somebody out in the field. We got a live shot. Let's we'll do that. But the reason we don't want to leave this right now is because uh, the other stations in town. Uh, they what if they stay with the story? And then we're going to start losing viewers because we teased people and saying, yes, there's a shooting, but that's all we tell them. And they're, then they're going to go to the other stations because they want to know more details. So we've got to stay on the air because the other people will. You see what I'm th- yeah, saying? Yeah, I know, but it just. That's, that's the thinking. Let's don't. We can't give any ground. And I would have appreciated that sort of argument on my Facebook post, but this is not the argument I got. In return to your re- the argument I got from people was uh, a girl named Amanda Judd said someone just lost their lives and you're concerned about your stories and I tried to have a open mind and I replied back to her I said your information is incorrect at the time they interrupted the programming they had no updates on the status none she replies back. Hmm, the only tidbit of information was that someone lost their life. Is that inaccurate? So again, she's her her facts are wrong because that is right. not what they updated it with. And I got and, you could have I, argued, and, and I got I got tired of arguing with her, so I just stopped replying to her because her information was in, inaccurate. Go ahead, what were you gonna say? Well, I was gonna say you could have said, Hey, uh, Amanda, you're telling me that the people on Survivor don't aren't their lives aren't at risk. <laughs> I wish I'd approached it with a little more humor, but I, I was so. And I'll read oh. all of these to you. But I was so amazed Drunk. as I was going. <laughs> <laughs> I was a little tipsy, but Drunk. I was amazed at how much my heart started racing. And I'm thinking, man, these and they keep getting more and more um, snotty. Well, yeah. So, um, uh, so then somebody, a couple people were on my side. Somebody else said, yes, why interrupt a show if there's no new news? And someone else who I don't know got in on it and said, um, um, 
Uh, oh, oh, then somebody else, somebody named Angel Alaire said, regardless, an officer was shot and there was an active shooter still not in custody. I'd be more worried about that than I would be about Survivor. And and again, you're correct. I don't disagree with you there. Of course I would. But they didn't have any updates on it. And I replied to her and I said, tragic story indeed. No argument. The issue is the media's poor decision to inform us that they had nothing to update us on. That's all my argument. And everybody kept missing it. They kept missing my point. Um, and then somebody else, Letitia Michael says, you know, you're not the only person in the city. Maybe half the other people watching the show hadn't heard yet. It's breaking news whether they had updated or not. Shame on all of you for being concerned with a TV show over a man's life being taken. Once again, we didn't know that he was dead then. Somebody else, somebody else said, um, uh, I should have, I should have an ounce of human dignity for the family of the officer. Um, have I ever been through domestic violence? Now it's starting to get very personal. So they're getting very personal. It's personal here. and it's pretty far off track from where you started. From where too. I started. Yeah, we skipped a lot of steps here to get to have I ever been through domestic violence, which they don't know and I don't really want if, to discuss it here. You said, yeah, if I was in the room clearly, with you right now, yeah, yeah I would know what clearly, you'd know what domestic violence is, why I would hit you, why you, I ought yeah, to. Yeah, she says. You remember, do you remember she, the radio host Phil Hendry, Lisa? Mm-mm. This he his thing was he's very good at mimicry and he he has a system where he can he can do a bunch of different voices and he his whole show was largely a put on he would for example this is an example he would have a guy on that uh, was the limo driver the night that uh, uh, Princess Diana was killed in the car he was driving her limo or he was he was. Uh, he is a limo driver in the same town where it happened, Paris, I think. So he was talking. He'd be so Phil Henry, the host, would be talking to the guy, and he'd say, "Now, now, what can you tell me?" He said, well, I know that uh, most of the limo drivers here, we all get drunk before we drive. We're all very drunk when we're driving. This is just the way it's done here. Mm-hmm. Completely absurd. Mm-hmm. Then Phil Henry's phones start lighting up with people who are furious mm-hmm. about this, which is really just a makeup put on bit mm-hmm. to generate angry phone calls. <laughs> mm-hmm. What I'm saying to you is you could do that on Facebook. You could start some quasi controversy just to demonstrate to yourself how people will take something and go, you know, go mm-hmm. way over with it. And you can get people mad when you, what you're really doing is just yeah. pulling their leg and putting right. them on. Right. Yeah. So this gal, Brandy, Melissa, says uh, that I don't have an ounce of human dignity. And who knew that human dignity was measured by the ounce? Um, she says, have you ever been through domestic violence? She says, clearly not, which I'm not sure how she knows that because I don't know her. So I don't know how she knows about me. Clearly not. And she says, my cold tone proves that I may not be human. Okay, so that's what Brandy Melissa has to say. Then um, I want to thank one of our listeners, Jay Gormley, who actually posted on this thread. He says, I agree with Lisa. The show content is irrelevant. Coming on to say you have nothing to say or report is absurd. They've helped the viewers in no way. And this just shows, Pat, that we have extremely intelligent listeners because he understood yes. my he understood my point. Well, at least, then the yeah. next then yeah. the next one says this is where it gets really uh, so Aaron Beatty says to me, Lisa Foster, you are such a joke. I really hope you or anyone – oh, actually, it's written. I really hope you nor anyone else in your family procreates. The last thing this world needs are people like you. Please exit. <laughs> oh, man. It keeps getting better. Then a guy named Justin Lux posts a meme uh, of the soap fortune that says, I see your IQ test came back negative. So now my, my intelligence is now again, you should tell him uh, IQ tests don't come back negative. That's yeah. not how they're measured. Yeah. Well, but, it's a joke. It's, it's a meme with, uh, I'm just saying you could have switched into all joking yeah. replies right. by that, by that right. time, yeah. you've got everybody so foaming right. at the mouth yeah. that they're not going to hear the humor so or it just, see it. It just yeah. degenerated into just a lot of personal attacks and it's, it's, I I finally just took the post down because, again, like I said, I don't mind having uh, discussions if we can stay on what the topic is. 
but I'm I'm a little dismayed. I'm a lot dismayed that people instantly the outrage mob comes out and they make personal attacks on people they don't know anything about. Um, right. I've I've never done that to somebody. I'll disagree vehemently with their 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 opinion or their position or um, whatever they whatever it is. I'll disagree. They're allowed to have it, but I'll never say. Um, I'll never make assumptions about them personally, especially if I don't know who the hell they are. How yeah. does this happen? And social media, it's, it's, it's very scary the amount of rage people have. I am as mad as hell, and I'm not going to take this anymore. The social media give people uh, the metaphorical torches and pitchforks they're looking for, and they out they go. You could make the argument that, well, Lisa, you got outraged that they interrupted your show. And, and again, it, it was my outrage was more that the media was irresponsible in in terms of how they decided to um, update us with nothing to update. That just is, and I wasn't even outraged. I was just annoyed and drunk. So (laughs) I was just annoyed and drunk. And so that's really why I posted that on, on their, their Facebook page. But I I ended up taking it down because people, you know, really just wanted me to die. I'm not even going to read the rest of them. Then it gets into people wanting me that I should go kill myself and I should. And, and, uh, but it brings up an interesting point. And this is this, this online shaming that is prevalent now because of social media. You made me cry when you said goodbye. Be better shame. Online shaming is a, is a huge deal, and it can actually ruin lives. Um, and yeah, there's a lot of fragile psyches out there. Uh, we know every day. I mean, and there have been stories about people that have offed themselves based on right? some cruel social media comment or something. These are obviously people that are not entirely stable to begin with, but that little thing can tip them. Uh, what a horrible thing to have on your hands if you were somehow the person that that promulgated that, even though me, it was unintentional let me, online. Let me grab a book real quick. Hold on. It's just right out the other room. I, want, I really do want to talk about this. Hold on just a second. You let me grab book. this real quick. I will tell a, a story while you're grabbing the book there. There's a, there's a friend of ours, a mutual friend of ours online who was uh, on Facebook was railing about this commercial, and maybe some of you have seen it. Uh, I think it's for Infinity, and it shows a bunch of, of kids, grandkids really, aged kids, arriving at Grandma and Grandpa's house, presumably for the holidays, and they're rolling their eyes. The kids are. Mm-hmm. They're just they, – they can't stand the idea that they're there because mm-hmm. Grandma and Grandpa are such fuddy-duddies. Yeah. And the grandparents are reading these texts from their grandkids. I'm going to my grandma's house where there's no on-demand, no Netflix – and no Wi-Fi. My grandma's house is straight medieval. She's got no Wi-Fi. Pound sign, not so Merry Christmas. Entering the gates of hell. We're going to have such a boring time here. Oh, this is going to be awful being here. <laughs> and then the commercial ends with, yeah. you know, Grandma Grandpa. Uh, grandpa knows the, the slogan to, to make a certain program come on yeah. the air. And then now all of a sudden he's cool and he's their hero. Well, the Facebook uh, commentary on this from this mutual friend of ours, Lisa, uh, really went after that commercial and said, "You little jerks! Why don't they? Why don't they teach kids that they should be spending time with Grandma and Grandpa, actually <laughs> talking to them, learning their life story, right. and appreciating them? Because hey, guess what? In three or four years, Grandma and Grandpa are going to probably be dead anyway, and you'll have missed that opportunity because all you cared about was video gaming or watching some dumb DVD or whatever." I Anymore. But I, of course, I'm looking at it from the advertiser's point of view. Uh, it is younger people mm-hmm. that they're appealing to. They're not appealing to grandma and grandpa. They can make grandma and grandpa seem cool, but that's not who mm-hmm. the focus of their advertising yeah. is. It is younger people, young parents who want. Hey, I want. I hope my. I hope grandma, grandpa got something, something going for the kids. They got wireless or something at their place because otherwise, I'm going to have to figure out a way to entertain them. I don't do it at home. How am I going to do it here? Yeah. So let me. I want to get back to this um, public shaming and online shaming. Um, I I got a great book um, called "So You've Been Publicly Shamed." This was written by John. 
uh, John Ronson. And he writes a book that talks about the silent getting a voice now. And uh, most people who now have a voice in in the form of online uh, social media are being pretty merciless with it. Do you remember the story? I don't know if you remember the story. This came out quite a few years ago uh, of the young woman who tweeted uh, that she was she said uh, she tweeted, I'm heading to Africa. Hope I don't get AIDS. Ha ha. I can't. I'm white. And she jumps on a plane, a 14-hour. I do remember. Yes, that. so yeah. she jumps on a plane, 14, 14, 15, 16-hour flight, and the entire internet explodes over this tweet. The outrage mob comes firing back with their pitchforks and their torches, um, racist this, that, and the other thing. All this is going on and swirling and becoming bigger and bigger and bigger while she's on this plane. She has no idea what's happening. Hours and hours go by. Her employer gets involved, apparently decides that they're going to take action and fire her. Um, it, 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 she finally lands, and there are news cameras waiting for her. She has no idea what's going on. People threatened her family. They threatened to kill her. They threatened her family. I believe meteorologists call that a shit storm. Yeah, pretty much. A big, yeah. messy, gooey, runny, uh. brown shit storm. <laughs> is what hit her and it it nearly ruined her 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 life uh because and and mo- and some people will say well she had it coming i don't know why do people have to get so outraged over this stuff um and and then yeah do, do does everybody want to be held accountable for every single thing they've ever said exactly Man. yeah it's oh. it's it is almost like the outrage mob is what i keep calling it is getting bigger and bigger and bigger and and then when you get into these situations where there's safe places on college campuses because people get outraged people get outraged about things that are being said that's too bad that is our freedom of speech and you don't get a safe place from it. That's and I, I think it's really um, um, detrimental to to have those places in college. That's where ideas get formed, and they might not always be popular. But that's where you really get to start to think about things and maybe change the world in ways. And yeah, you have to sometimes listen to things that uh, opinions that you don't like or uh, points of view that you don't like. But you you can't stop people from it you can't that's the beauty of free speech that's the beauty of it that you get to use your words back to the people who've used words you don't like you get to use your words back to the words of people that you know like donald trump he can say whatever he wants but i still have my equal right as he does to say my words in in whatever i want to counter that with it's only words and words are all Yeah, well, I mean, I don't want to go steer back into the whole Trump thing again, except to say that uh, with his he tweets reacting to things other people have said. Sure, uh, it's like like he has that it right, undermines though. the very idea of the First Amendment. No, you they can say that, and you can say what you say, but there's this vague fear now that we're going to be clamping down on a lot of these free speech expression. Uh, I agree. I places. I agree. I mean, trashing the media and all of that yeah. sort of stuff. I mean, I would I would urge people to watch the movie. It came out last year, won the Academy Award called Spotlight. Yeah. Have you seen yeah, it, Lisa? Excellent. It, film. it is excellent. It film. to me that movie is so essential to understanding how important journalists and mm-hmm. truth tellers mm-hmm. and information is in this country. Yeah, you're, and you're right. And how vital it is. And if we start squashing things like that or telling – I mean, you have shot of this story, and I won't go into it, but it's basically journalists taking a risk, telling a story that is getting shut down everywhere. They are speaking to power, right. in other right. words, and they aren't popular for doing right. it, but they feel a mission to tell the public what they have a right to know. Yeah, absolutely. I don't think that's it's great. I don't, it's a great movie. Yeah, and I don't think that's going to go away. I, I don't think that'll go away at all. I think we will always find a way. I hope, we will always find yeah, a way. I hope, if it's, I hope that uh, journalists and newspapers and other sorts of maverick, uh, uh, you know, investigative uh, but they sources have, will 
will redouble their efforts they have, now, not, they, not back away they from They have it. a responsibility yeah. to do it well, though. The problem with this is all these fake news stories that are out there and and these these news cable news stations that have turned into opinion stations rather than actual facts, factual news stations. That's the problem is that they've got to do it well. Do journalism well, right. Don't 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 okay. let it be um, tarnished with your opinion or facts that you have not backed up. I get so tired of, of people spouting things that aren't fact when they have nothing to back it up. I, I just hope somehow we can restore some of that. I'm not optimistic about it the way things are going. I, I'm really not. However, I don't want to end on that kind of downer note. Okay, let's end uh, on a, wanted... let's end on an upper note because I just wanted to share that Facebook post with you. That's the first time no, I've, I've ever. I, I, that's the first time I've the I've ever had anybody attack me, and I it I like, man, I I went wow wow you people really are wow okay. Well, as I said, I mean, I just think uh, there's folks now unbridled. To, and can say anything they want and get as nasty as they want. Yes. I mean, when, back when we were doing radio, we didn't have things like social media or, you know. Or electricity. <laughs> electricity. <laughs> and, and so when pe- we would get occasional nasty phone calls. Yes. Maybe once in a while and a nasty email. Handwritten But it wasn't letters. so easy for for the vermin to call to climb out under, right. from underneath their rock. Right. Yeah. So, all right, how do you want to end this? Donald Trump will be the first president in 150 years who does not have a pet. Yeah, I know that. Yeah, yeah. I don't know what to think of that. I mean, a lot of people say you really can learn a lot about a person by – uh, that that they're a pet owner by the kind of pet they have by the kind of pet owner they are he doesn't, and, and so on. yeah he doesn't seem like a pet owner I don't see that warm wouldn't have the time I for don't know it. yeah. it's not that I just don't see that sort of nurturing um, I, vulnerability that you need to be a pet owner in him I don't see it mm. maybe it's there but I I'm, I think I, it may be more of a priority issue yeah yeah uh, no. can the pet help me make money no then I don't want a pet. <laughs> Martin Van Buren had tiger cubs. Thomas Jefferson, Teddy Roosevelt had bears. Really? Uh, they say that Calvin Coolidge actually had a pygmy hippopotamus. Oh. Has there ever been ca- are, have there ever been cats in the White House? Well, yeah, man. <laughs> Usually they were there to just play some music. <laughs> I want a hippopotamus for Christmas. Only a hippopotamus. Thanks for listening to Peculiar Podcast. Hey, goodbyes. <laughs> Join Pat and Lisa online at PeculiarPodcast.com. The gift that keeps on giving the whole year. And on the Peculiar Podcast Facebook fan page. Sweet. On Twitter at Peculiar Podcast, at Mr. Pat Cashman, and at Foster Chick. Join us and live in peace or pursue your present course and face obliteration. It's only words are all I have to take your heart away.